Welcome back, everybody, to the Amplify Yourself podcast, episode number 11. I am here with my co-host, Jules. What's going on, man? Good to be here, buddy. I know, man. Another beautiful day in August. Oh, it is. It's so nice outside. Sitting here. Thank God there's windows all around us sitting inside. So today, we're going to be talking about something that is very exciting because it's something that we've actually done and seen success from. So we're definitely excited to get the word out there and hopefully have some of our followers get some experience, some success from this as well. And it's going to be the Burr method, the Burr method. And this is something that people across the nation are utilizing. Now, Brandon Turner from biggerpockets.com. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, go back to episode one. Our banter back and forth has gotten better and better, but there's still value in the first ones. And we, yeah, we've ripped ourselves apart on the first ones, but they're good. Go listen to them. You'll hear about bigger pockets, cash on cash return, all this sort of stuff. And if you bring that together to this episode, you're going to learn quite a bit. People are using the Burr method. Brandon Turner from Bigger Pockets literally wrote the Burr book. Burr is B R R R R, four R's. It's buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. And let's break that down as quickly as we can. So I'll use. What I did last year with a very close friend of mine, we did a burr. And and there's different ways to burr. You're going to talk about one in a little bit, but this one was a complete gut job of a house. So there was a person who went to a local auction. I don't like to spin my tires in the mud at those, so I don't go to those anymore. But he acquired this property for a certain price and he wholesaled it. When you wholesale, it means you got a property didn't do anything to it. You mark it up a bit to someone who wants to flip it or renovate it, right? You make a profit and then that person takes it. They put more work into it and typically make more on the back end, which I don't care how much a wholesaler is making off me. Right? They can make a million dollars. They could get the property for free. I don't care. If, if the numbers work for me, I'm all in. Yeah. I so, mean, the best deals are where everybody everybody wins, right? Yeah, absolutely. If, if I can buy a dollar for 60 cents, I don't care that you you bought the dollar for 20 cents. Okay. I don't care. Good for you. 40 cents. Good for you. So we get this property and these are cash deals, right? So we get the property for, I believe $30,000 and then, uh, and then we put money into it. And when I say we put money into it, we, we had to put a lot of money into it, right? We got it down to the studs. Everything's new, new roof, windows, HVAC, electrical, plumbing. We moved walls. I mean, the upstairs unit and downstairs unit are exactly identical. They are three beds, two baths. The primary bedroom has a full bath in it, walk-in closet. Beautiful. They're awesome. So we bought the B. We uh, rehabbed. Okay. Then we rented. Okay. Now we are in the process of uh, refinancing. Okay. So when we refinance, we will pull out as much. And honestly, we're going to pull out more money than we put into it. So my very close friend and I are going to make money off the work we had to do. And when I say the work, we didn't swing a hammer, but we were general contractors on right. this. We we were overseeing the electrical, the plumbing, everything get done, right? So we, we you're hands-on. You are working, okay? But we're going to make money off of that. And then the numbers still allow us to have positive cash flow after we refinance, because now we're going to have a mortgage on it, right? We, we're going to have an actual uh, capital expenditure, but we will still have good positive cash flow. 
We will get more money back than we put into it. We will have a property that is appreciating. Okay. And then we will repeat because we'll take the money that we put into it. We're going to go find another and we're going to do the same thing again. 100%. And I think a, a point that you made was pulling money out on that equity on top of what you put into it. So basically, you know, what you can do with that is if you put $50,000 into it and you have $50,000 of equity that you're going to be able to borrow off of, which means you're below mm-hmm. the percentage of, you know, the threshold there and you have access to 50,000 in equity. For everyone listening, that doesn't mean that you have to take any of that. Right. You can take some of it, all of it or none of it. And what you'll see a lot of people will do to preserve the cash flow is take a portion of that. If you have 50,000 in equity, you're going to make sure you take the money out that you put into it. Mm -hmm. But the beauty of it is you can add a little bit. Say you only take 25,000 of that equity. Well, now you started with $50,000 that you were putting into these. Now you have 75. Yep. If you do that again, then you could have a hundred, then you could have 120, then you could have 150 and so on and so forth. All while adding properties that all positive cash flow every month. Properties that add cash flow that are appreciating over time. Yeah. And that's what allows you to build and increase the value of what you're buying. You know, if you start off, a lot of people start off with duplexes. That's very popular to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you could look at someone that owns 24, 50, 75 unit buildings, and they may very well have started off with a duplex. Most likely. Yeah. Burring them out. That's how. <laughs> yeah. Typically, you're not buying an apartment complex first, right? You're getting your feet wet, learning. I mean, I I bought a property seven years ago with somebody, and it it was a year and a half to two years of nightmare and headache. I had to go through that. I'm so glad that we bought that flip. That was flipped when we bought it. We made a bad decision. They put lipstick on a pig. There were a lot of problems behind the walls we didn't see. That was one we took off the chin. And you know what? You have to sometimes. But um you know, the Burr method we did that, that I did with my buddy last, last year, there were problems that came up, right? We, you know, we might have an issue with electrical or things weren't plumbed in and we couldn't, couldn't sheetrock, whatever it was, things got a little delayed. But when you have something with so much meat on the bone and you go after it, the plan isn't always perfect, right? It's not a straight line. You might deviate a bit, but in the end, the numbers make sense. Right. And when you can pull out, even if you don't pull out all of the money you put in. Let's say for for easy math, you put $100,000 total into a property. Well, let's say it's worth whatever it is after and you refinance and uh, and you're getting like 85% LTV loan to value. So you pull out, let's say 90,000. Right. Well, still, that means you have a brand new building for, for $10,000, yeah. right? That you're all in. So you start to calculate cash on cash return. Oh my God. We're pulling in more than ten thousand, so you're you're at a hundred percent plus cash on cash return, right? I mean, right. the numbers are just insane. So um, I can't say enough great stuff right. about the burr, but you don't have to rip it down to the studs. Well, that's what I was just going to say. I think a, a lot of times, you know, the burr was originally spoken about in regards to buying a, basically a total gut job, right? Yep. You want to buy something as cheap as you possibly can mm-hmm. that is going to be worth as much as it possibly can be after you rehab it. Right. But that doesn't have to be the case. You can, I don't want to call it modifying it, but you're applying, you can apply the Burr method to almost any property out there to an extent, right? So we have done this ourselves, you yep. and I together. Mm-hmm. We have uh, 
Jules and I have a multi, and actually we have a, our third partner, Mark, we have a, a multi-unit together. Yep. And what we're doing with that one is we purchased it at a, a lower price because we did it with cash. So yep. we were able to get it at a very good value. It was already at full occupancy. It was already cash flowing as it sat. Under rented, by the way, and outdated. 100%. So there was meat on the bone. So what we ended up doing to that was we bought it. We, it was already rented. So we kind of had the R's reversed, but we rehabbed it mm-hmm. along the way over the course of a couple the months. Ten, yeah. Tenant moved out, right? Those, the, the ladies every, on the third floor moved every out. Every time yep. we would renovate. And now we're in the process of refinancing it. We did this to a building that was cash flowing as we were applying the Burr method. Mm-hmm. And we only did cosmetic work to this building because structurally it's sound and yeah. all of the infrastructure on it is good to go. It's not like we had to redo plumbing or we didn't have to do anything right. you know, crazy at all. It was all flooring and paint and stuff like yeah, that. New Things cabinets, that add we did value, yeah, right. that add value, yeah. but they cost you a lot less than the, the yeah. big ticket items. And the work we did in the bathrooms, kitchens and bathrooms sell homes, but they also rent homes, right? right. And the work we did in the bathrooms and the kitchens and yeah. the, the floor, uh, I'm very happy with So we were we able did. to do something like that without having to rip walls down, move walls, do any type of infrastructural yep. changes. And it was still a, it was still a burn method basically, mm-hmm. you know? So to everyone listening, you don't have to, if you're, if, if you're not, maybe you're not really comfortable with being a GC yourself or doing any of the work yourself. And you would rather buy something that maybe just needs some cosmetic work that you have to call maybe just a flooring guy or a painter those deals are out there. They might take a little bit more legwork to find, mm-hmm. but they definitely exist. Buying things in the right areas and doing your homework, working with real estate agents who know the areas, mm-hmm. you know, who are experts in those markets, those are definitely really good ways to find things that you don't have to tear down to studs, but you can still apply the burn method too. Yeah. Why don't we bring the last three episodes in this one together? Okay. Why don't you house hack using an arm loan house hack remember your your primary residence you're going to move in so you can use uh, a primary residence loan you don't have to do 25 percent down or cash right and then you use an arm loan the seven arm right or or 10 or 10 because you know in this certain situation yeah you're right you're gonna you want to keep it you're gonna keep it for the long so do the the longest arm you can again arm rate or uh, arm loan is adjustable rate mortgage so it's going to be a much lower percentage and burr and and burr it let's go that's that's (laughs) house hack with an arm to burr yeah touchdown checkmate (laughs) you went sports i went nerd i got sorry no big deal (laughs) but yeah i think that the Burr, the Burr method, and as Jules said, the Burr method, there is so much you know, literature out there. There's so many podcasts. There's YouTube videos. Brandon Turner talks about the Burr method a ton. There is mm-hmm. an actual book called Burr that was written by David M. Green in 2019. Okay. If you can, you can find it online on Amazon for 17 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're someone that doesn't like to read, Audible carries it. It's Audible. Like $12 yeah. on Audible. Jules and I laugh all the time. Audible is awesome. It gives you the opportunity to speed up the playback a little bit. Yep. I always put it at one, one and a half. Yeah. I do one and a quarter because okay. one and a half sounds like yeah, two, a little bit like people yeah, yeah, they've all sucked like down auction. helium. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, you can increase your speed on it and you know, you're at the gym, you're in the car, whatever. 
Audible is a great option. The other thing investors need to do, you need to have an investor mindset. And it's funny because uh, there's something to be said about the different avenues investors take, and I'm okay with it. If if you have a plan to meet your goal, your goal can be different than mine, so your plan's going to be different. But when you look at uh, some things I've heard in the past, and I truly believe it, the more willingness you have to take on bigger problems, but have a plan to fix those problems, the more you make. Oh, absolutely. Right. You're putting yourself in a bigger situation, you know, yeah. bigger buildings, bigger problems. Yeah. And I, I would also like to say many investors do want to take the easy route. They do. There are, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but I would be willing to bet that a majority do want turnkey places that they can put money into and they don't have to worry about. Now, the best thing about the Burr is, I mean, it's a year and a half. We're coming up on two years, nah, year and a half. We're not at two years yet. It's a year and a half. How many maintenance calls do you think I got at that building so far? Zero. Zero. Brand new electrical, roof, windows, HVAC, every, plumbing. Everything is brand new other than the foundation. Yeah, unless and someone does shape. something, really, unless a tenant does something That's that they're correct. not supposed to. Yeah. You know, maybe they flush something weird down the toilet or they just, you know, put some, like, dump. We've had, how many times have we had this before? They dump grease down the sink. Yeah. You know I mean, you get right. back. Those are you kind of those are your pressure. Yeah, those are self-inflicted wounds. You yeah. know what I mean. But we you don't Aside have those. If right? those never happened, you probably wouldn't get a call for ten or fifteen years. No, we should not. We have not gotten and should not get a call. It shouldn't happen. That's all I so, know. What I was getting at a minute ago was most people want a turnkey place. So when you're going after these distressed properties that are going to t- be, they're going to be more time consuming. They're going to probably cost more money out of pocket. But meet with us or research it online and and realize that you can you can get more out of these properties and fight with less people cuz not many people want to go after the distressed property. They want to turn yeah, key the competition's place. low. Yeah, they want to turn key place that gets them 12% on their return, right? Yeah. Cash on cash. Well, I'd rather put I'd rather have the headaches up front to burr and then not have the maintenance calls in the future and get 25, right. 30, 35% cash on cash. Not return. only is the competition low but there's a lot more out there than there is turnkeys. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So if you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to put in the research, you know, I, I said it last episode, but I think it's definitely uh, worth saying again, one of the best things that you can arm yourself with is knowledge mm-hmm. and finding this book by David M. Green, spending a couple of bucks. It's something that you're going to have that you can always refer to. Uh, it's a tried and true method, and we can say that with confidence because we both have done it, not just individually, but together, and have had great success from it. It's definitely a way to put yourself at an advantage, and when I say advantage, I mean it allows you to spend less money, make more money, yeah. and still get that money back, at least part of it, if that's the route you choose to go. so And, and a big difference between renovating, flipping a home and selling it versus the Burr method, when you refinance and they give you a check. So I have a client that did this. They did the Burr. Okay. This is going back a few years before I even did the Burr, but I was like, I kind of followed what he had done and he's got properties all over. He made tens of thousands of dollars on top of what he had put into it. So he was all into a property for like 150000 he walked away with a check for over $200,000 after he refinanced that property and it still cash flowed. He was still making about 10 year 10,000 a year off that. 
So you got the positive cash flow. He walked away with a two hundred and five thousand dollar check. So he got his hundred fifty back plus sixty five or fifty five thousand. You don't get taxed on that. Had he sold that building, he would have paid capital gains. There's a big difference, right? You don't you get don't taxed get, on a refinance, right? I mean, that's it's huge. It's just there's a lot of benefits to it. And, um, it's very, it's a very exciting topic because it's definitely a way that a lot of people that, again, that age old question of, I don't, you know, how do I get the money? What do mm-hmm. I do? House hacking it, using an arm and then burying it. Those are all ways to control costs, control expenditures, and put some money in your pocket and maybe not needing as much upfront yeah. uh, as well. So want to thank everybody for joining us today episode number 11. Yep. Great episode. This is a big one. People need to look into this one. Absolutely. You know, and that brings up a good point. What I think everyone out there listening should do is if you're looking at a property that you were contemplating purchasing as an investment for yourself, put a pen to paper and run some numbers and see how the Burr method would work for you in that situation. And if you don't know how to run numbers, reach out to us. There's the, I love it. I just got together with an old high school buddy. I won't say his name. He's talking about getting into stuff. We didn't specifically speak about the burr, but I started showing him how I calculate the numbers, cash on cash return, your net operating income, all that. And his mind was blown, right? He's like, man, this is great. And I said, so the property you were interested in going to see tomorrow, do you want to still go see it? And he goes, no, right. (laughs) The numbers did not work. It's like, yeah, it's like uh, taking the blinders off a little bit when you start understanding those, those uh, topics. So also, this is going to conclude episode 11, which means we are four episodes away from mm-hmm. episode 15, which is our new target episode for the giveaway. We just got to get one person to enter that bad boy. <laughs> Come on. So everyone listening, we'd greatly appreciate it. If you went to our Facebook page, if you like, follow, and in the comments, tag two people. It's going to get you entered in our giveaway for some pretty awesome things and still not going to, to tell you exactly what those are, but you're not going to be disappointed. So no. thank you so much for joining us. I hope you guys have had an amazing week, crush the rest of the week and have a fantastic weekend. But most importantly, don't forget, take control of what you're doing, make it happen and amplify yourself, baby. 